Hello and welcome back for another episode of Let's Talk About Cult Classics. My name is Avery Marks and my pronouns are she, her. My name is Brooklyn Shlemy and my pronouns are she, her. And this week we are reviewing The Breakfast Club. Yes! Oh, I'm surprised. Oh, I have a shirt with... Whoa! Avery! I love this shirt so much. And on the back it says, in the simplest words, you see us as um, a brain, a princess, a basket case of criminal, and an athlete. And I love it so much. Oh my gosh, I'm insanely jealous. That's so cool. <laughs> and yet another movie with Molly Ringwald starring in it. She just keeps showing up. And the same uh-huh. kid from 16 Candles, the oh, blonde. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As another nerd character. I know. He just keeps coming back. He's like, I'm still a nerd. <laughs> love it. Love that. I'm surprised we haven't done this movie earlier. I feel like when people think cult classics, like Breakfast Club is like, boom, the first one to come to mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised we didn't do this one earlier. But I'm glad we're doing it now. Okay, time for our synopsis brought to us by Google. Five high school students from different walks of life endure a Saturday detention under a power-hungry principal. The disparate group includes Rebel John, Princess Claire, Outcast Allison, Brainy Brian, and Andrew the Jock. Each has a chance to tell his or her story, making others see them a little differently. And when the day ends, they question whether or not school will ever be the same. Tea. I never knew Allison, like, was... I always forget Allison is her name. Who? I also, names um, are hard. She's the basket Okay. Case. <laughs> like, I, I always forget that's her name just because they barely use they it. They barely say it. And, okay, for the first, like, half of the movie, no <laughs> one has any character names. I'm like, who are you? You're, like, guy with brown hair for, like, a good half of the movie. And then they finally are like, so what's your name? <laughs> so what's your name? I'm like... <laughs> Why didn't you ask this before? Or why don't you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So names are really hard for this movie. I don't think I know any of the character names because the whole time they were just, like, being mean to each other and, like, calling each other butt faces. Speaking of butt face, oh, my God. The jock guy, I think every insult he said ended with face. Like, everything. He was always just, like, butt face, <laughs> annoying face. I was like, do you have, like, other insults? And, like, I think of he got more creative with the insults but at the beginning it's like toddler insults I was like okay I'll have to go back and look for that he said it, it was like two or three times and I was like why why face <laughs> why are you like this like are you a sixth grader trying to seem cool or like a middle schooler they all are honestly <laughs> they're all middle schoolers trying to be cool that's what high school is baby <laughs> although I really like the beginning because like when you, like, see them leave their cars or, like, walk up, it kind of, like, gives you a little snippet of their home life and their personality and stuff. I know. I really like asking... Okay, so this is, like, an annoying thing that I do. But I, um, I always like asking, like, why, like, 100% of the time. And so I feel like when people are mean, like, I'm always like, well, why are they being mean? Like, are they, like, sad or are mm-hmm. they, like, upset about something? And so I feel like giving us home life first and then their behavior was kind of interesting because normally it's like their behavior and then home life. 
So I kind of liked mm-hmm. that we could kind of see the connection there. Even if their characters didn't know that connection and they found it out later when they were talking, like we knew as the audience. Yeah, it's really cool because like you can see the criminal, like he walks up on his own and then Allison, the basket case, she like tries to wave as her family drives away, which is kind that's of so sad. sad. But <laughs> I feel like that's why she's so crazy. She's like ignored. Mm-hmm. Oh. All I can picture with her is the dandruff situation, though. That's like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but it's all I can think about. Like when her character came on screen and I knew it was going to happen because I've seen this movie before. I was like. No. <laughs> shampoo, please. <laughs> please use shampoo. <laughs> just so gross. Yeah, it was it was kind of yuck. But I guess that just shows like how unafraid the actors were. Because like, can you imagine showing up to work one day and they're like, okay, so we're going to put all this stuff in here and you're going to shake out like dandruff. I would have been like, um, <laughs> sir, no. <laughs> so they were like really unafraid to like embrace their roles, even if it was. <laughs> and speaking of Allison, I feel like when her and Claire go so she can get like all dolled up when she comes back, I don't know. I just, I don't know like whether or not I like that. I just feel like she was equally pretty. The only thing was it was better because you could actually see her face. I feel like she just like, okay, I agree with you firstly. I think her first look was still cool if she just had like a bobby pin Mm -hmm. so we could like see her face maybe. (laughs) But like, I don't know. I feel like there's like that trope of like, oh, like normally, normally the brunette like takes off her glasses, but she didn't have any glasses this time. So then they were like, well, this time, instead of her not being able to see, we're gonna put hair in front of her face and then we'll put it back. (laughs) And it's like, boom, glamorous. And I'm like, what what is happening why do we constantly need transformations if we have dark hair like I'm so lost so yeah I don't know I thought that was kind of weird but whatever and I okay during like the very beginning too I always forget that this movie is rated r oh surprise (laughs) this is not for children (laughs) like I know that it gets like there's a little like there's some raunchy jokes every like few minutes and stuff <laughs> for a few minutes there isn't like, any- <laughs> like every half a second like, no bloodbath like there's no bloodbath and you don't see anything so i feel like it could pass for pg-13 yeah which is kind of backwards because normally like older movies they're like oh yeah that's pg-13 and then today that'd be rated like r but like it was kind of backwards mm-hmm. but yeah i think it was mostly the jokes and the language they do kind of say a lot mm-hmm. of like derogatory oh, yeah. words so i feel like maybe that's why but Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's not like we yeah. see it. One too many F-bombs. <laughs> One too many F-bombs and you get an R. They're like, well, we kind of say that like a hundred times in this movie, so. I love the soundtrack of this movie. Yes, they did a good job with it. Especially that the opening song and the ending song. Like, that song is like known for being Breakfast Club now. Like, it's just like, you hear that mm-hmm. and you're like, mm, yes, Breakfast Club. Like, so yeah, they did a really good job with it. Oh yeah, there's this one thing that um I think what's his name John mentioned to the ath no to the principal does Mar- Barry Marlowe know you wear his clothes I want who to know that? who Barry Marlowe is google that maybe like I don't understand is that, that like like I don't I don't know like is that just like me being Gen Z not knowing or is it really that's obscure? really what this podcast is all about is Gen Z people trying to figure out <laughs> old references 
other people being like, those references are old, you're just a tiny baby. It looks like normal people when I look for it. Like, wearing grandpa mm. clothes? Because that's kind of the kind of clothes he was wearing, and I think that's, like, what the joke was about. I don't know. Quite a few of them are athletes, so it doesn't seem to fit <laughs> it. All right, random. Or maybe it was, like, a character, like somebody they knew. Or one of those inside jokes. Oh, yeah. You know what we were talking about inside jokes? Maybe it was, like, the director's name is that. <laughs> so then they were, like, fucking yes, funny or whatever. That would be so, cool. so it could be that. Or it could be some famous person that we're missing. Sorry, everyone who knows who that is. <laughs> we, we don't get it. <laughs> oh, you know what else I really liked? Okay, so I was... Okay, I like watching this movie for the actor choices because they're all obviously playing stereotypes, but they all do things that are very much against their stereotype. Haha, uh-huh, that's like the whole point of the movie. But um, I especially liked at the beginning the way that everyone sat down. I thought that was like kind of a weird thing to include because they don't really mm-hmm. say anything and it's not like a lot of plot stuff is happening. But it did include like a lot of detail about their characters, like how the, pardon me not knowing anyone's names, the one guy who like takes a second chair and puts his feet on it and like starts to go to sleep. And then like the way that uh, the, mm-hmm basket case girl like walks around the entire classroom and sits like in the back so she doesn't have to like talk to people and like the two like quote-unquote popular mm-hmm. kids sit together and stuff like that like all of that I thought was very telling about them even if they weren't saying anything so I really I liked that part even though mm-hmm. it was like kind of a weird opener I kind of liked it yeah like just throughout the entire movie they do so much great character work that fits even if it's a small yeah. thing and it wasn't all lines either. Like I know in um, Sixteen Candles, mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep going back to Sixteen Candles, but <laughs> um, I know for Sixteen Candles that there were a lot of like not throwaway lines, but like behind the scene lines where like they'd be like having inside jokes with each other. Especially all the people at the dance, like you'd hear them say something funny, and you'd be like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> um, but <laughs> for this one, it was a lot of like eye contact shenanigans. Like someone would do something, and then like two people mm-hmm. would like look at each other and be like what and so it was a lot of that it was less lines and more like body language mm-hmm. which is cool also like another great thing that wasn't exactly a line kind of thing when the principal was like yelling at them and like i'm gonna be cracking skulls um john's able to mouth that so is that just like or is like is that from being in detention <laughs> so often i noticed that too and i thought that was so funny and i love that so <laughs> When people are on stage and stuff, like, the audience can see the whole stage, and so those things are maybe less likely to be noticed, unless you're, like, staring at, like, an actor that isn't talking right now. But I like with movies that they can get, like, zoom-ins on stuff like that, so I thought that was really cool, because I was, like, I don't know if, like, the actor made that up, or, like, if, like, the director, like, chose to have that, but whoever did that, good choice. (laughs) And, like, I think it's, Bender is his last name, but they refer to him as Bender most of the movie, and I always assume that was just his first name, even though it's not really a first name name. What? <laughs> Is that not his, I'm just, like, so bad at names, Avery. Was that not his first name? I didn't even know. <laughs> I think that's his last name, but they call him that so much. I didn't know John was his name, and I was like, why are you calling him John right <laughs> Who now? Who is John? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, like... My grandpa's name is John, and that is not a John, let me tell you. (laughs) Grandpa, are you in this movie? (laughs) Another thing about John Bender, um, when he goes to the basketball court to distract the principal, before he leaves, he takes off one of his shoes, which is white, and his other shoe is black, and he takes off the white shoe and leaves it when he walks out. 
Why? I don't know. Because he's weird? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and like we never see that shoe appear back on him, even in the end of the movie. But I can't tell if he had a black sock on or if he magically got another shoe. What? <laughs> I have a lot of concern right now for everything you're saying. I don't think I even remember him taking the shoe off. I like, and I literally watched this movie today. Like I rewatched it. So maybe I'm just like oblivious to the shoe situation. I don't know. I was hopped up on coffee before <laughs> I watched it. So I was zoomed in. I was shoe, in the zone. Shoe, shoe. I'm watching. I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Why? Is that like some like weird inside joke thing that we don't get because we're toddlers or what? <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure. It was so weird because I was like, I think his shoe is still in there. So I like <laughs> fast back. I'm like, he purposely did that. He purposely took his shoe off and left it. Why? That's weird. Okay, not to like fast forward or anything, but at the end of the movie when they're all giving gifts to each other, like firstly, that kind of was weird to me, like the earring situation and all that. So that was kind of weird to me, but also, do you think they, like, ever talked, like, ever again after that? Or did they just keep going back to, like, normal people lives? Hmm. I mean, I feel like Alice in the Basket case and Brian the Nerd probably talked. And I feel like, okay, this is going to sound so <laughs> bad, but I don't think Andrew would have talked to Alice in the Basket case again unless she showed up looking like she did when she left. Okay, that does sound really evil, but like, I almost kind of think you're right. Like, she probably went back to school and wore her regular clothes mm -hmm. again because that's how she's always been dressing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if, like, we're lives yeah, like, changed just, during like... this moment or did they just go back to normal? Like, that's kind of <laughs> sad. Because, mm -hmm. like, it doesn't quite seem life-changing, even though it's definitely epic. But, like, just based off what we know about that character and, like, when Claire's saying on Monday none of them are going to yeah. talk. That's kind of sad to think about because this whole movie is about like changing stuff and then we're like, no, they probably went back to normal. <laughs> they did normal things and they never talked to each other again. <laughs> like that's so sad. So the library, the main place of the movie, it is so huge. It's a two-story. I know. Place. He like scaled. Okay, so the job guy like scaled up the wall and was hanging on like a catwalk situation, and I was like, what kind of library has a catwalk in it? <laughs> it's like so lost. And, like, there was, like, a balcony, and they were hanging upside down from that. Like, I was like, mm -hmm. why doesn't our library look like that, you guys? <laughs> like, they have a cooler library than that, so yeah. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> and then, like, the statue in the middle of the library? Can we get a cool I know, I was like, library? what's next? Are we going to have, like, floating candles and, like, a tree growing out of the side? Like, what is <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> I feel like, also, the essay at the end, like... Do you think it brought them all back to attention again? Because that essay was not very good. Like, I was like, I was like, <laughs> yes, I know it was supposed to be, like, life-changing or whatever, but, like, as a teacher, do you think he, like, read that and was like, this sucks? Because it's like, they literally said, like, nothing. Like, there was no point made. They were just like, you see us <laughs> as all this stuff, and really we're not. Okay, goodbye. And that was, like, the whole end of the essay. And I was like, I feel like he would get an F mm. on that. Like, that's kind of unfortunate. I don't know. Maybe that essay, like, led them to getting another detention and it just kind of became the spot where they could secretly hang out. Can we pretend that happened instead of... I think that's, that other? makes my heart happier. <laughs> I think if we're in denial, we could just, like, <laughs> pretend that that's what's happening instead because that sounds so much nicer. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, there isn't a breakfast club, too, is there? Avery, I'm scarred not from Greece, too. I have to know. Please, please <laughs> tell me there's not a breakfast club, too. That was a fake. What? 
No, that cannot be true. That's fake. Maybe. Please let it be fake. Oh, okay. So there's one that says why we never got to see a sequel. But then there's a YouTube video of Breakfast Club 2. John Bender goes to college, but... Okay, I'm sorry to the character, but that is not real. I can already tell. It's not real? <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah, okay. okay, this movie is... Okay, sick. that's good. That's better. I was I was kind of afraid that that was going to suck. And, like, I feel like that's, like, the hallmark of... I don't, does the director... No, I guess the producer decides if there should be a sequel. Like, whoever decides that... You know you're doing your job right when you end it right when it's supposed to end. Like, I feel like Gravity Falls... Mm-hmm. I don't know why I talk about Gravity Falls so much. I've literally seen that show, like, twice. But anyway, Gravity Falls... I don't know why. But they did a good job of that. And their fans were always like, why aren't there more seasons? And whoever created that was like, no. It's banned. The show is over. <laughs> I love you guys. But no, this story is over. And I'm not going to ruin it by adding more crappy seasons when the first ones were so good. <laughs> It's always, like, kind of depressing when people drag things out too far. Like, I don't know, there's this show I watched called Once Upon a Time, which was really good, and it was, like, darker retellings of fairy tales and stuff. But then, all of a sudden, they threw in this, like, musical episode, and I enjoy musicals, but that TV show should not have characters singing. It should not have its villains singing. That's, like, (laughs) Riverdale-esque. Like, Riverdale. Like, guys, I was actually on... Uh Okay, Dakota's gonna kill me because I definitely made fun of her for this earlier. But, um... (laughs) Love to bring her back on to talk about Riverdale. But, um... (laughs) That's not a cult classic. Riverdale's not allowed to be a cult classic. Um... (laughs) I feel like the first season actually wasn't bad. Okay, we're gonna get hate comments from that. But whatever. I feel like it actually wasn't bad. But now they're, like, up to, like eight seasons or something crazy like there's like way too many and I'm like they've gone to prison (laughs) they went to prison they had a dance at prison it was weird like so I feel like you gotta end it when it's ready to end like story's over (laughs) just stop yeah I really enjoyed the first season and then I just I couldn't really continue after they got to like the psyche ward and griffins and gargoyles so back to breakfast club when the principal is kind of like hunting them down when Bender makes the decision to be like, oh no, only I'm gonna get caught. Like, I feel like that says a lot about his character and how much of, like, actually having a good heart he reveals. I just feel like that, I really enjoyed that part where it shows, like, deep down, he is a good person somewhere. I kind of live for, like, the, like, evil character turned nice character because of the good actions of others and friendship. (laughs) <laughs> like my little pony I'm like the power mm-hmm. of friendship you guys I'm like I love that also it's a little unrealistic but I don't care I still love it <laughs> so I definitely vibe with that part I was like yes we appreciate character mm-hmm. growth even if it's not super realistic all the time okay I feel like if they made this movie today like firstly I don't think they could because I feel like like I don't know if it's just the insults or like if people would get like upset about the stereotyping situation but like the whole point is that it's stereotypes I don't know I feel like some people would be like upset that this movie was made today was anyone upset that the movie was made when it was made or were not people that I know like, of and I, if so know. shame on them yeah like first it's breakfast club <laughs> so calm down uh <laughs> but yeah I don't know I feel like it wouldn't be as appreciated today because people would be like oh you're like stereotyping people which is like true but that's also like the whole point okay Karen so like calm down (laughs) but (laughs) 
when like the basket case kind of like empties her bag like I love when um what are their names Andrew and Brian just kind of look at each other like oh my goodness what do we say <laughs> what do we say <laughs> oh you know what the good scene was uh the hmm. lunch scene that was really telling about yes I yeah this whole movie was all good scenes let's be honest but you know, <laughs> just really vibing for that lunch scene yeah during the lunch scene I could not stop cracking up when Angie just kept pulling more and more out of like his lunch sack gigantic sack and everyone was bread (laughs) there's a loaf of bread in there I was like do you plan on eating that entire loaf of bread (laughs) like I was so concerned Mm -hmm. and like a family-sized bag of chips and like even like bananas and apples like oh my goodness I understand he needs to like keep his food up for the meat later but that was so much it was a lot it was a lot (laughs) speaking of the meats the the rvs we have the meats not those kind of meats wrestling meats um (laughs) all i could think of when i said that was rvs anyway uh the wrestling meats why did the um the criminal guy like challenge him to a fight like i was like you literally know he wrestles. And, like, the fight was over so quickly. I was like, you know he wrestles. Why did you choose to do that? <laughs> he's Just because just he's intimidating him or what? I don't know. I feel like he lost very quickly. <laughs> and then another thing about the actor that played Brian and how he was, like, in 16 Candles, I feel like... Oh, wait, no, it didn't happen in 16 Candles. Maybe it was another movie? I don't know. He was just kind of, like, the odd man out in the end. Because everyone else had paired up. Oh, no. That's so sad. I didn't even think about that. Whoops. I know. Poor dude. And, like, he was, like, one of the nicest ones out of them, too. I know. I was, like, I don't understand why. Okay. So, I know the princess lady, she likes the criminal guy because he's, like, different. And, like, it's going to piss off her parents or whatever. She's, like, into that, whatever. But he's, like not nice like I'm sorry I know everyone is like oh but he turned nice in the end I don't care (laughs) like he was not a nice person and I don't know how I feel about that I feel like if she had gotten with the nerd it would have been much cuter and that's Mm -hmm. the tea (laughs) so yeah I don't know I was like if if you're gonna be totally rude to everyone maybe you should just have no girlfriend but I don't know also his home life situation so I feel kind of bad, but also, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's do the ratings. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. There's a lot of nostalgia with this one, so I think I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Really? Oh, man. I'm scoring higher than you. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Not for nostalgia factor, because I've only seen this movie, like, two times. But I just, I genuinely think it's good. I really liked the acting choices. Um, yeah, it's stereotypical, but that's, like, the whole point. So I feel like if you acknowledge that, it doesn't matter. Like, you know how, like, movies who make fun of themselves, like, I appreciate those kind of movies where it's, like, kind of breaking the fourth wall. I feel like this was, like, one of those where they were, like, yeah, it's stereotypes, but that's the whole point. Like, if I watched a movie and it was, like stereotypes but that wasn't the point then I would have been like well you were like stereotyping these people and that's like not very fun but like this movie mm-hmm. was like that's the whole point so I feel like that's like better so I don't know maybe that's weird but 9 out of 10 for me because I thought it was good <laughs> thank you for listening to this week week's episode of let's talk about cult classics don't you forget about us 
and tune in next week to hear us talk about Footloose. I was wondering why you paused before doing it. I was like, what is she doing? Is she okay? But I'm so insanely proud of this outro. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>